Hey guys, Brian from The Business Machine. I'm really excited about this episode with Regan Hillier. I think you're really going to like this one. She talks about producing better leaders and also helping you be your brand and and be and do what you're most passionate about and, and to make money from it. And I, I think she's just an outstanding young woman and she's really you know, allowing people to not only see what they're passionate about, but be able to have them make money from that and, and talks about mindset a lot, which I think is really cool. And so enjoy this one again, Regan Hillier. This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines, create a great team and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machines firing up. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Business Machine. I say that all the time, but this is Brian, again, from The Business Machine and Michigan Creative, but every time I mean it, and today I mean it even more so. And all the way, once again, we interview a lot of people from Australia, and we have somebody else now from Australia. And Regan Hillier is a serial entrepreneur, investor, mindset coach, and the author of the best-selling book, Be Your Brand. In her client work, she helps entrepreneurs uncover their true message, so they can make a bigger impact in the world and so much more. That's a, a very short title. Regan, how are you? Hi, Brian. I'm fantastic. Thanks. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for joining us today. I'm super excited to interview. been following you. I know we had an interview scheduled about a month or so ago, and so now I know everything about you because I've been following you all over the place. So I'm really excited to talk to you today. It's awesome. It's great to be here. So, Regan, somebody comes up to you at a party or you're at the store, you're at the gym, and they say, hey, what do you do if they don't know you already? What do you tell them? Absolutely. Well, you pretty much covered it off in the bio, (laughs) but ultimately, I help people develop their success mindset. And then secondly, I help them unlock their true message that they're born to share with the world and actually show them how to monetize that as well. Now, you talk about the Success Hub, and is that one of the places that you do that? How does that Success Hub work? I notice on on the website that people can join that, and it's actually pretty affordable. Is that one of the places that you can do that? Absolutely. That's really the core place that people start off working with me if they're ready to really up-level their mindset and, and do the inner work in order to shift the outer reality. So it goes through everything from you know working through fears to uncovering blocks and limits to actually achieving your goals. So all of my hardcore mindset stuff crammed into one place, which is pretty cool. Now, a lot of people might see something like this and say, you know, we have a lot of business owners that listen to this podcast and at the marketing company that we own, we also work with, you know, business owners every day. And they might mm-hmm. see something like this and go, well, that does that mean that if I, I, I really don't like what I'm doing, or I'm, I'm in a regular job, I, you know, with air quotes out there that I need to, to quit and do something that I'm more passionate about? Or is that can what we're doing in, in success hub apply to that business owner? And how so? Absolutely. I think it's it's really mindset training, which is tailored to each person and what they're looking to achieve. So it's not specifically for people in business, although people in business get a lot of value out of it. Sure. But even if there's someone sitting in a job and they're looking to up-level their job and you know increase their income or get a promotion, then there's a lot of stuff around that in terms of, well, what kind of mindset do you need to step into in order for that to happen? So wherever you're at right now, if you're looking to get to a B point or a higher success point in your life, then there's definitely mindset work to be done regardless of where you're at. 
So we can talk to me about mindset. What, how important is mindset and what is it? I mean, it, it sounds to some people maybe like, oh yeah, mindset, I'm too busy to, I'm too busy to do mindset <laughs> stuff, but what, what is mindset and how important is that? Well, mindset to me is really everything. Ultimately, I've learned the hard way, I guess, that, you know, over 80% of your results are psychology-based. And, you know, you can have the best strategy or the best business coach or figure out the best system to do something online. But ultimately, you know, if you don't have your mindset sorted, that's what sets people apart. You know, everyone has access to generally the same information. Everyone has the same hours in the day, but it's how you condition yourself to actually achieve everything and use those hours, you know, that's what really counts. So I'll put you on the spot here and without joining your success hub and spending lots (laughs) of time with you, how how do I, as a business owner and a family man, and I've got employees that, that I have that need me and interns that need me more than anybody, it seems like, but how do I get that mindset? So today it's Tuesday. We just had a a Memorial weekend interview start. You know, I had an interview right at 8am with you, um, Mm -hmm. which is totally not stressful. I'm not trying to say that, (laughs) but, uh, but I've got a lot to do today. I've got a couple more interviews. We've got some client meetings. I'm starting to feel a little bit stressed and I think I'm not going to get in that right mindset. How do I get there? Mm Yes, I'd be suggesting ultimately that you start doing some mindset work daily. And I think a lot of people freak out and they go, oh my gosh, you know, I don't have hours in the morning to spend doing mindset work. But ultimately, look, even if you can spend 10, 15 minutes getting into that zone, it's going to be extremely helpful. I really notice if there is the odd day that I don't do my mindset routine in the morning, then my day is just not as productive. I'm not as calm. I don't get as much done. And ultimately, I don't, you know, the thing I regret is not doing the mindset work because that is what sets everything up. So ultimately in the morning, I'd be looking at, you know, tapping into your bigger vision as a business owner firstly, and really connecting in with that so that you're clear on where you're going and then breaking it down into some smaller stuff into like, what's the now vision in terms of the month, in terms of the week, in terms of the day, and then setting some intentions and actually deciding, you know, how is this day going to pan out? And it can be as simple as, as literally writing down, you know, I'm so happy and grateful that this day happened smoothly, that these meetings happen with ease, that like this that. deal got signed, and just really writing into reality exactly how it's going to pan out. And it's funny what can happen when you actually make some conscious decisions around that. Yeah, I like that a lot because, you know, this morning, I, I remember when I was on the way to the gym, I was just freaking out, not freaking out, like I was fine, like I was <laughs> freaking out, I wasn't having a freak out, well, I mean, maybe, but I do that. Um, but I, there was like 8,000 things in my head. And then mm-hmm. as soon as I thought, you know what, in the big picture, there's probably six or seven things that I have to do today. A lot mm-hmm. of them I'm pretty excited about. A um, couple of them are kind of eh, whatever. But mm-hmm. also I started to look a week out and two weeks out and say, okay, where are we going and where have we been? And that was really, really helpful. And that's really all it took. Absolutely. And look, even after that drumming down, if there are things that need to happen, I often suggest that people just focus on, you know, strategically creating three non-negotiables that have to happen that day, that they might be things that you're resisting, but they're things that you know that you should be getting done in your business, basically, in order to actually move it forward. And look, I won't lie, I'm not perfect. There's some days where it's 10 o'clock at night and two out of those three things aren't done. And I will literally sit up and make sure they're done before I go to sleep. You know, that's how committed I am to actually, you know, honoring what I set out to do. 
So let's talk a little bit about your background and, and how you got to where you are today. And I noticed um, after doing some research is that you have a pretty diverse background as far as education experience goes. But, uh, you know, I saw some things in there about music and music performance and a degree in architecture. But on your mm-hmm. website, I don't see anything about buildings or anything like that or, <laughs> or any musical instruments. And so talk a little bit about that. I'm fascinated by that. And talk a little bit about how you got where you are today and um, where you think you're going. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, it is a diverse story, but I guess music growing up was my life to a certain extent. It was definitely my passion and everything that, you know, I focused on. And, you know, I played the piano, for example, since I was four years old. And then I moved on and played various instruments, including the drums, when I decided that I had to pick cooler instruments (laughs) when I was about 13. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then moved through a phase of, of getting really heavily into jazz. So, you know, it definitely was a passion, but it's kind of interesting some decisions I made at a young age. I, I made a decision that, you know, if I really wanted to create a massive lifestyle and, you know, make a lot of money and have a big impact in this world, I couldn't do it through my art. So I kind of left the music side of things from that decision that I made. And I thought, well, I better go and get a real career and follow the system and, you know, come out the other end and get a great job. So, so you didn't, you know, you didn't to, think that jazz playing jazz in small clubs in Australia was going to do it? No, I did not, <laughs> funnily enough. And and strangely, you know, I have some different thoughts now about actually sure. following your true passion. Yeah, I know. Enough. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> right. But, and that's where that came from to some extent. So, you know, I kind of left that side of things and, um, you know, went and got this degree in architecture. And look, it was it was about uh, just at the end of the first year where I worked really hard and I was good at it and everyone was saying, you know, you're going to be such a great architect. But I just knew deep down that that it wasn't what I was meant to be doing. And I knew that there was something more. And I started really picturing my life, you know, five, 10 years out from then. And I saw myself in some sort of job detailing a window that I didn't really care about, wow, to be completely yeah. honest, right? It's, yeah, that was scary, wasn't it? You're like, oh, <laughs> Right. It was, it was terrifying at that time as a, you know, 20, 19-year-old. Sure. And um, <laughs> so that's what spurred me onto a whole lot of personal development work. And I guess a lot of soul searching around, you know, who am I and why am I really here and how does this thing called life actually work? And that's where I started learning all the mindset stuff and actually learning how to shift that and make different decisions and really, I guess, create your own reality. And and that, you know, a lot of things that I had ruled out to be not possible maybe were actually extremely possible. So that's what then shifted me into the coaching and mindset and education side of things from there. So, or you can talk a little bit about, and, and I don't really have an answer for this either, and, and maybe you don't, uh, uh, but, you know, you know, we hear a lot about, and, and like your story too, you started to picture yourself designing a window at 30 going, <laughs> Ugh, you know, right. and somebody out there that, you know, that's maybe past 30 in their forties thinking, mm-hmm. oh man, maybe, maybe I'm not doing what I'm most passionate about, but they have a good job um, and it's supporting their family and mm-hmm. they love what they do outside of work. Is it okay not to absolutely love your job? as long as it's supporting your family and you can do other things outside of work to make yourself happy. 
Look, I think ultimately it comes down to what you choose in life. And if that's how you choose to live life, then sure, that's totally a choice. But I certainly believe that you can create a massive impact and also earn a lot of money by doing something that you are absolutely in love with. And look, you use the example of someone sitting in a job that they don't like. And I know for a fact, there's a lot of business owners sitting in businesses they don't like right now. because (laughs) That's a scary place. I'm not going to answer that question. So. Right, because there are so many people that, again, they're doing what basically is expected of them instead of listening to actually what they want to do and trusting that and following that and doing the work around that and being okay to maybe stand alone in something. So, it's again, it's it's not their life, it's mine. If that's the choice they want to make, that's fine. But on the flip side, I would definitely say that it's absolutely possible to build a soul business, to build a soul life, to have a soul job and actually get paid a lot of money for being you and doing exactly what it is that you love. I love that answer. That inspired. I hope everybody who's sitting in that job heard that because I love the way that you answered that. So tell me a little bit about that person that comes to you and says, well, Regan, what if it doesn't work? What, you know, what in if terms it, of what, what if it doesn't work? What if I let, let's say I'm passionate about playing the piano or I'm mm-hmm. passionate about teaching people how to do video or and I'm in a job that I don't like right now. And I'm, I come to you and I say, hey, this is what I want to do. But, mm-hmm. I, but I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm, I'm afraid. Right. What if it doesn't work? What do you say? Absolutely. Well, I say that how bad do you really want it? I mean, ultimately, and, and I look, I get people that have come to me and say, Oh, freaking, you don't understand. Yeah. I have tried everything. And I'm like, well, if you tried everything, you'd be dead. Let's be honest. <laughs> you, you, so, everything. You, right. you probably haven't tried everything. So why don't we start with the things you haven't tried yet? And, <laughs> and that's the thing. I feel like when you're truly committed to something and when you're all in, there is no going back. There is no other option. You know, I am relentless with my business, with my passion, with my results, with my clients, because I'm all in. There's no plan B. There's nothing to fall back on. And Love I don't it. create anything to fall back on because I'm hundred percent committed. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. Even if someone is only 99% committed, that 1% is enough to hold them back. It's enough sure. to let them say, Oh, well, look, see, it didn't, it didn't work. And look, again, this comes back to a mindset thing. There's always someone else in the world that's actually achieved whatever it is you want to achieve. And the only difference between you and them generally is how you think and then the action that's created from those thoughts. Yeah, that's the only is they did it and you didn't. Exactly. Right. So 2026, Regan, what's it look like for you and your business? Hmm. It looks good. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Right. It definitely looks good. It It is basically just for me an amplified version of what's going on right now. Cool. So, you know, I'm really in a space where I adore my business. I adore the lifestyle it's created. I adore the people I work with. So it's just more of that on, you know, I guess a much bigger scale. I'm really focused right now in terms of the impact that I'm creating, you know, individually and through my clients and through my community, but also on a global level, like at the moment, I'm looking at building some schools and, you know, less fortunate places and with a core focus around education. So there's lots of really big, exciting things in the work. So it's literally just that amplified by at least 10. So Regan, I'm going to turn the tables a little bit. So you're, you have all these great tips for us as would be warrior entrepreneurs and, um, all these things that we should be doing and you're doing it as well, but how do you make sure that you stay in check and how do you make sure that your machine, you Regan keeps Mm -hmm. moving, uh, and keeps doing 
what's ultimately best for you and keeps you happy because that is going to then turn into making sure that the people that work with you are, are, are getting what they need from you. So it's gotta be tough because you have to be, you know, we, we can't see a bad day from Regan if we're going to expect you to tell us not to have a bad day. Mm, absolutely. So I think a huge part of that is truly stepping into doing what you actually love. I, I really feel for the people, I guess, that aren't doing what they love and then they feel like they have to show up a certain way right. um, and be this perfect person. So I guess the way I've built my brand and my business is that it is very raw, it's very real, and it simply is an extension of me. Um, so, it, you know, if I'm having what could be considered a quote unquote bad day and some one's rule book, um, you know, I will, I will show up and I will share that. And I will really push myself to, to actually share with my community what's going on. You know, there was a day a couple of weeks ago where I just really didn't feel like being an adult, to be completely honest. I didn't feel like, (laughs) I didn't feel like facing the world. I didn't feel like talking to my team. I didn't feel like showing up or doing anything, but I knew that if I just lay in bed all day, that would not make me feel any better. Right. So what I, yeah, exactly. So what I did instead is that I was like, okay, well, I need to share this message and I need to put out some epic content and actually do what needs to be done to keep everything going. So I set up a live stream and I literally did a live stream on what to do when you don't feel like doing the work and really just shared from an authentic space of this is how I'm feeling today and I'm feeling flat and I'm not feeling like super positive Regan and I don't want to be doing this, but here I am. But here's what I've learned is that I've got into action. And even by doing this, I'm starting to feel better and you can too. And there was so many people from that, that we're like, thank you so much. You know, I always think you have it so together and it's so, it's so nice to see you actually sharing this and realizing that you're human and how you move through it. And it's shown me that I shouldn't go to sleep when I feel like this, <laughs> you know, all these little things. So I've forgotten your question, but I feel like it's, um, for me, it's, it's just showing up in the most authentic way possible. Cause then I don't feel like I need to necessarily balance, like looking after myself and, yep, and yep. showing up a certain way because it's just me. Yeah, I like that. No, you answered the question perfectly. I mean, I, I bet that was a really good live stream because I bet people are like, oh my gosh, that, that this is this is okay. So if I feel like this, I just need to step up and keep doing it. Right. Yeah, that's so exactly. Th- I love how you're doing and you're doing a ton of video content. And I think one of the things and maybe you can speak to this too is, you know, people are always afraid to do video and to talk to the camera and to, to share what they're feeling because they're afraid it's not going to be perfect. So if it's mm-hmm. not scripted, if it's not teleprompt, if it's not mm-hmm. cut together and edited, and it's not a bunch of lights on there, but you know, we have the ability to share instantaneously to anybody in the world within a matter of seconds. And it doesn't have to right. be perfect. I mean, you're holding that sometimes you're just holding your phone and you're talking to the camera, mm-hmm. you know, before or after workout, who, who cares? Right. Yep. Absolutely. So I think firstly, you know, there's, there's no like rule book where it's like, you know, in order to make it, you must do video. Right. Um, but at the same time, obviously video is an incredible way for people to connect with you. And look, I truly believe that the days of the perfect internet guru that is like polished and amazing and says everything you want to hear. I truly believe that's going, yeah. going, going, gone. Yeah, and you know, it, yeah. And the world's moving towards reality and it, it's, it's, 
it's moving towards, you know, instant stuff and stories and connecting with people. Like that's why Snapchat's doing so well because right. you can barely put a filter on it and it's like here and now and it, it's only 24 hours and it's short and it's fast and it's in the moment and, and you couldn't, you couldn't, you know, script that stuff if you tried kind of thing. It wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> so, you know, I really feel like it's, it's everything shifting towards this. So the more that you can let the world see who you are and be raw and real around that, I think it's a really powerful space, uh, space to play in. And, you know, recently I've actually launched an online reality show called Regan Hillier TV. And I guess I've had a lot of people asking me, you know, wow, it looks like a big investment and you're putting it out there as free content, not paid content. Mm -hmm. Like what is your reasoning behind that? And the whole reason is exactly that. It's just another way for people to see inside my life and, and get to connect with me on a deeper level in a way where it's really raw and real and they see all of it. Like they see missing the planes and the craziness and everything <laughs> that goes on, but it's not perfect and it's not scripted and it's not like edited and polished. And you know, that's what people are looking for these days. Yeah, they are. They are. And they're, they're used to it. They're getting used to it. Cause that's what we're seeing a lot of content. Um, that's yeah. out there. So, all right, Regan, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about some mistakes that we've made along the way as entrepreneur and business owners. So what is something that when you're talking to business owners or some of your clients, what are some mistakes mm -hmm. that you would tell them, hey, don't do this? What would it be? Mm, yeah, there's loads. I think one of the biggest ones for my clients is they get caught in this trap of doing what is expected of them mm -hmm. versus what what they actually just want to do. You know, like I get a lot of people, for example, um, that are really successful that I work with. And let's say they're doing sales training and they've kind of built this business around doing sales training and they're earning, you know, seven or multiple seven figures. And they come to me and they're like, you know, I've got all this success, but I don't enjoy it. It's kind of like what we're talking about in the job you don't like. And they're sitting there going, you know, there's this thing that I want to share with the world, but I'm so afraid to step out because I don't really know how to monetize it. I don't know what people are going to think of me, but it, it just, you know, and that's the thing. It's, it's like ultimately, you know, you just have to do what you actually want to do at the end of the day, instead of just slipping into the space of what's expected of you because you've been doing it for a certain amount of years. And, you know, that's what I did a few years back in business. And I, I built a really successful seminar and coaching business that was all offline. And on the outside, everyone was saying, wow, you know, you're doing so well. This is so successful. Yeah. It looks amazing. You've got this lifestyle, but it was like, it was 99% in alignment. And even that 1% that was throwing me off was making it enjoyable. So I think that's a big trap people fall into. What do you think you have to work on? What's one of your biggest faults that you, you're something that you always have to work on and maybe you work on it daily and it's fine by, by the mm -hmm. time you do your mindset, but what's something you have to make sure you keep yourself in check with? Well, look, I think just mindset in itself is something that I work on daily. And I think it's, I mean, maybe not the biggest kind of downfall side of myself, but I certainly know that if I took my focus away from it, then right. my results would be very different. You know, things like doing my daily money practice. If I have a few days where that slides and that doesn't happen, my income drops and I notice that, you know. So for me, it's really tuning in this daily focus around my mindset around giving it time. And for me, it is a number one priority. Like it is the first thing that happens in the morning. It comes before everything. Like 
emails, Facebook, nothing happens before that because otherwise you get so oh, wrapped up in your world that <laughs> it like, never yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it never happens. So for me, it's it's really bad. It's making sure that I'm diving into the mindset stuff, you know, absolutely daily and getting clear on all the blocks and limits and everything that's holding you back because, you know, ultimately if, if you didn't have any blocks or limits in your mindset, you'd already have everything that you desire to have in your life. So if you don't <laughs> have it right now, then there's something holding you back. So you need to go to work on that. Yeah, that daily mindset, I think is important. And then I like what you said about not checking email and not checking Facebook, because I think a lot of us have this habit that 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 maybe our phone is our alarm clock. And then the first mm-hmm. thing that we do, and and it's stressful, I, and I was doing it, and I still mm-hmm. do it sometimes. And I think that's one of the things I have to work on. And, mm-hmm. and because you get immediately before you even get out of bed, you're already starting to think about 50 things. Oh, totally. The phone has to be on airplane mode because otherwise it's almost like an addiction. It's like you see it and like I know, you know, I get notifications on like payments that have come through or emails or this (laughs) and that and you want to look at it. You get curious. You want to know what's going on. So it's just got to be, yeah, hands off airplane mode. So work-life balance is a term that we use here, but I don't like. So anyway, then the reason why is because I talk to a lot of people like you who really you're, you're, I don't want us to even say that your work is your life or your life is your work because you really love what you do. I mean, I can tell that you really love that you do, but love what you do, but there has to be a time where even Regan has to turn it off. Maybe. Um, how do you, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not, maybe. maybe I'm not, and maybe that's something you need to work on, but how do you a little bit, you know, separate yourself and, and, and just be Regan without thinking about your business and, and how do you be, be able to spend time and, and mindful time and good time with your friends and family outside of your business mind or does not, can it not happen? Mm, absolutely. So, uh, you know, again, and you've kind of mentioned this already, my life is my business because my business purely is an extension of me. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm say, I don't know, like lying in the sun for half an hour, I'll probably have a really amazing idea and then I want to do a quick video about it. So <laughs> it definitely, it definitely all flows in together. Um, but especially, you know, around family and people that I care about, I, I am, I guess, aware that I need to put time aside for that because otherwise um, it might feel great for me to constantly be talking about my business, but they might not necessarily want to hear about that 24 seven, for example. Um, So yeah, I definitely, I mean, I clear, I literally clear out time to have um, dinner with my partner every night. And the funny thing is though, because we're both entrepreneurs is that we end up sitting down and what do you think we talk about? We talk about our vision. How could we do this? How could we do this better? We talk about ideas and impact and clients and all of this fun stuff. So it's kind of funny. Like we actually went through a time where we were like, oh, you know, maybe we're focusing on all of this stuff too much. And we tried not to talk about it. And we tried, you know, the rule, like no shop talk, right? It lasted about half an hour. I know, like who, who's going to break? Who's going to break first? <laughs> right. right. And then it was just ridiculous. And we realized that why were we doing that? Because we were shutting off core parts of ourselves, which both of us love and honor. So it seemed really silly. So, you know, I think, I think it's having that balance of, 
you know, really letting yourself be you, especially if you've set your business up in a way where it is an extension of you, but also giving yourself time to recharge. You know, I get a lot done during my day. They're long days, they're big days, but at the same time, you know, I have a massage three to four times a week. I I go for a walk every day. Like, you know, I do a lot of really great stuff. I go out to dinner every night. So it's hardly like I'm slogging it away because my business has control over me, right? Right, It's more like I've set up this lifestyle and then, and then that shines through in my business as well. So it's all interlinked. Yeah, I love that. And that's why I don't that's why I don't like that term work life balance because the people mm. that we interview have it down. Not always, but they have it down, you know. And right. and they enjoy it and, and it keeps them motivated. But they're also very careful about making sure that they do things like working out and exercising and eating right. Yes. And, and massages, you know, that sounds amazing yep. three times a week. So that stuff's important. And I think that to me means Definitely. balance. Yeah. So I think that's important. And a lot of a lot of people that I successful people, that's what they do. They're very conscious about exercise, very conscious about meditation and, and, you know, with with your mindset. And so cool. So let's talk about employees just for a little bit, because, Mm -hmm. um, I, we have a lot of employees here. They're our, they're our biggest asset. I couldn't do it without Mm. my staff, Melissa and and Jen and Jessica. I mean, they, they really run the company and we couldn't do it without them, but they're also our biggest expense. So Mm -hmm. I don't really want to talk about how you get the right ones, but I want to talk more about you have the right ones. We have the right ones. Mm -hmm. How do you keep them and how do you make sure that they're doing? Because I think what we do is we, you know, we have this great business and we know how to help other people. But Mm -hmm. sometimes I forget that, wait a minute, do my people know my views on leadership still? You know, did I mention this to them? And can I always be that rah-rah leader all the Uh time? So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess after you've found the right people and you've called the right people in, for me, it's really connecting with them. And I know this sounds stupid, but remembering that they're humans as well. And yeah. I, it sounds silly saying that, but I've seen so many people kind of lose lose track of that a little bit because they get so caught up with the role. But hang on, all of a sudden, you know, you actually have a human here, right? And this person <laughs> has, you know, this person has ways that they like to be communicated with. They also have ways that they like to be rewarded. You know, they have their own own goals and their own vision. And so I think a huge part of it in terms of how we run our team is, is getting them obviously aligned with the core vision of, of what we do and where we're heading, but also, you know, tell me about you. What is your personal vision? Where do you see yourself in five years and 10 years? How can I support that yeah. as the leader for you so that they're actually working towards something that they're aligned with? Cause if they're not, and they're just doing it for the money again, you know, that's not going to be a long-term relationship ultimately, you know, because then they'll have some offer that will compete on price. But when someone's enrolled in your vision and you're actually enrolled in their vision and you're helping make that a reality, then it's a very different game that you're playing. Yeah. I like that. Their vision. I, you know, I, I thought about that before, but now when you say it, it makes a lot of sense is to find mm-hmm. out what their vision is for what they're doing there, because that may be something that you didn't even think about. Yeah. One of the absolutely. things we talk about a lot here, one of my favorite quotes is that a good leader makes everyone around him and her him or her better than they are. And I noticed something on your Instagram that the goal of leadership is to produce more leaders. Talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. And and what does leadership mean to you? And why is that important? Because we hear it a lot. We hear about leadership, we hear Mm -hmm. about good leaders and bad leaders. But what is what does being a leader mean to you, Regan? Yeah, absolutely. Look, being a leader for me is someone who has vision and that operates with vision. It's also someone who can make good decisions, but they can make them quickly as well. And they're definitely someone where 
for me, again, like you just said, it's it's they have a focus on actually creating more leaders and, and it has that flow-on effect. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't just stop with that person. It continues on. Um, what was the second part of your question? Well, I mean, how, how do you see, you know, what it, what is it about? Give me some tips on leadership. Like what is the, what is it to you? What does it mean to be a good leader? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that is the biggest thing is literally how do you install that vision through others instead of, I mean, there's, there's lots of different ways to, I guess, lead and to get an outcome. And one can literally be literally just by telling people what to do, but obviously that kind of style of leadership doesn't work for a lot of people versus like we talked about actually instilling a vision and connecting someone in and then in terms of our team, you know, I really, I really let everyone know in my team that they have a leadership role and they are responsible for whatever it is that they're looking after. And to the point where it's, I mean, obviously I'm the leader creating the vision that everyone's kind of linked in and connected with, but at the same time, you know, uh, my people, I'm like, you know, I want you to lead me to a certain extent sure. because you're, you're the expert in this role. And this is why I've hired you is because I either don't like doing this stuff or I'm not very good at it. It's probably the latter. Right? Yeah, 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 so, right. so I need you. I need your skill set. I need your leadership. I literally say to them, you have permission to kick my butt. If there's stuff that I need to get done that I'm not doing, you have the leadership position to actually ask me for it. I want you to lead by example. I want you to actually lead with vision. I want you to say to me, Hey, look, this is coming up. Why don't we do this? Why don't we, you know, why? And, and they have these most brilliant ideas that they bring to me that I would have never have thought of in a million years because it's not my skill set. So I think that's another part of being a great leader is actually, you know, being humble enough to realize what you don't know and bring in the people that do know what they're doing and that are brilliant at what they're doing and being okay with them actually leading you. I see a lot of people, especially in business, going, well, I'm the entrepreneur, I'm the leader, and everyone should operate under my vision. Yeah, but why are they there in the first place, right? And actually creating that space for them to become a leader. Yeah, I set out when I started this company to make sure that I surrounded myself with people that were better and smarter than I was, which uh, wasn't very mm-hmm. hard. wasn't very hard. <laughs> it was actually pretty easy. But without Melissa, who, who runs the company, I mean, I, she basically runs the company and and mm-hmm. she knows what, what I'm not allowed to do. And so, which mm-hmm. is a, a lot of stuff, but so that's one of the <laughs> things is that I might, you know, I really take value and I listen very carefully because they are, I mean, they have better ideas and they're more organized than I am. And I, my mm-hmm. job is to kind of lead that team into greater and better things. And so I like right. that. It's hard to do. I think for some people it's hard to do. Like they are afraid that they're giving up too much or mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I, you know, I, I've never had a problem with it, but I'm not sure. I, I I guess it's, you know, they're afraid that if they're not the boss, then maybe that, you know, I'm not really sure, but it's one of the best Mm. things that we did. Right. And I, I think it's a mindset as well. I think it's a mindset of stepping into the, the space of, of getting clear on what a brilliant leader is and becoming that leader and, and making some conscious choices around that. Right. Um, because, yeah, you're right. I see a lot of people almost act from the space of fear with leadership, like you said, of like, oh, you know, maybe if I give them too much control, then they'll walk away. Or I don't know. I'm not too sure what's going through they'll the They'll rise up and rise up and burn, burn the company, <laughs> kick me out, change the locks. Sorry, it's not your company. Exactly. I hope that happens. Exactly. Exactly. Like a Steve Jobs, like get kicked out of his own company, right? Yeah. So yeah, but again, I think I think conscious leadership is definitely a choice, and I think it's definitely something that a lot of people need to put a lot more focus on. 
So in looking through your website, you know, you have speaking, uh, um, you can speak to groups, coaching, life coaching, success coaching, leadership and business coaching, success hub, a couple of books that you have too. But one of the things and I want to talk about your most recent book, but before we do that, I got to talk about beast mode because mm. it's something that I've got to know, know about. And that's something that you've done and still do today. Yes, absolutely. So it's uh, a company that myself and my fiance run together and it's very much bought out of his story and his vision. Uh, you know, ultimately he was interestingly in a job that he did not like. He wow. was doing a security role and his mindset was not in a great place. He was pretty depressed and down and out. And basically by doing the work, he managed to flip that and come out of the other side and ultimately help a lot of men achieve a huge amount of success by changing their mindsets mm. and the core of the company really is unlocking true masculine potential and really helping guys step into their power regardless of where they're at in their life and their business and and we get a big range of people through we get people through in jobs which they don't like right through to you know extremely successful entrepreneurs where maybe their marriage is out of whack and sure. there's something funny going on there so a big 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 range of of guys that we're helping there, but it's um, very, very rewarding work, which is very cool. And I think for guys, it's hard for us sometimes if things aren't going very well to really reach out and say, look, I need help. I think it's something mm-hmm. that's very hard for us to do sometimes. And I know when I, yeah. when I stepped into a new gym, you know, four months ago, my biggest fear was, oh my gosh, because it, it's like a, I thought it was like this, oh my gosh, I'm going to go there and be an idiot because I'm, you know, I was out of shape and whatever. And everybody's, you know, it's not going to work really well and I'm going to feel stupid. Mm-hmm. And, and that was totally opposite of what it was. But mm-hmm. that's a hard, that was a hard thing for me to do is to step into that role. And so I can see how that would be something that would be really beneficial to men in any stage or any phase of their life too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it is a really big deal for a lot of the guys actually just coming to the place of going, well, hang on, maybe I'm not going to figure all this stuff out on mm-hmm. my own. That's maybe, right. yeah. maybe, maybe yeah, I could, but maybe there's <laughs> yeah. a faster way, right? And actually just, you know, being again, humble enough to, to realize that and actually step into that new identity, which is okay to actually receive some help to go to that next level. So yeah, it's a big thing for a lot of them, but again, super rewarding for them once they make that change. I bet. But just having that initial thought, that must be just a relief. So Mm. unknown to unforgettable in 60 days, Regan, let's talk about that. Be Your Brand is an Amazon number one bestseller. Talk about Be Your Brand and, and what is it and what does it mean and what's in the book and why should we get it? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's basically the core fundamentals of how to unlock your true message that you're born to share with the world. And then how do you monetize that and build a really powerful personal brand around that? So we've talked a lot on this interview about just being you, right? And stepping into your core message and, and building this lifestyle brand around who you actually are instead of doing what is expected of you or, or doing what people think you should do. And actually just, you know, having the courage to go, this is who I am. This is what I believe. There's power in my message. And there's also money in my message. If I set it up the right way to potentially impact a hell of a lot of people once you get this stuff right. So the book's basically broken down into three parts. The first 
been developed, which is all about developing your core message and then also developing your brand and how that looks in terms of all the foundational work that you need to do. Secondly, part two is about launching. So I always say, you know, you can have the most powerful message in the world, but if no one knows about you, mm-hmm. then it's not much use, right? right, right. You might as well. But I really like shout it. About it. <laughs> yeah. Right. You might as well just shout about it in your bedroom all day long. <laughs> I'll do that. That's what I'm going to do. Of an impact. <laughs> when I go home, I'm just going to go home and shout. <laughs> right. So it's about launching. It's about how do we get this message out to the world? How do we get seen? How do we increase our visibility? How do we do this online? How do we launch products and services to actually create some impact around this message? Because again, you know, you can have a powerful message and be seen, but if you're not offering a way to solve people's problems, then you're not going to make any money in the process and you're not going to help any people. So how do you set that up? Uh, You know, a range of automated income, low-end income, right through to really high-end stuff and everything in between. So it breaks all of that down. And then, you know, step number three is about acceleration. So it's like, okay, now that all of that's set up, your message is being monetized, you're in a place where it's totally aligned and it's working. How do we scale it? How do we grow it? How do we go really big with it? Not in a way where it necessarily pulls in a stack more of your time. So that's basically the crux of it. So Regan, has anybody come to you and said, uh, you know, I don't like what I'm doing, but I'm not really passionate about anything and I can't teach anybody anything. Has anybody come to you and, and, and obviously they, they have something. Has they, anybody come to you and said that? Yeah, look, I mean, I've had a lot of people that I have worked with where maybe not those words exactly, but they've more been in a space where they're like, okay, you know, I don't like my job or I don't like my business. Um, They're in a place where they're like, I know there's something. Like, I know Mm -hmm. I'm here for a reason. I know there's something within me. Like, I have this burning desire to be more and to do more and to have more and to give more, but I just don't know what it is and I don't know how, (laughs) right? So, yeah. And ultimately, you know, I even had someone and I was like, well, you know, you will have a message for the world. Like there will be something locked away in there. And she looked at me and she was like, what's a message? So, you know, this. (laughs) And, and by the way, that client has since gone on to completely leave her corporate job and she is now location free living in Bali. So that doesn't sound too bad. Right. So there's lots of cool stories around that. And again, I ultimately believe that everyone has that message. But I do think at the same time that if you want to play really big with this stuff, I believe you need to be born for it. You know, I I believe that you can do the work and you can, you know, create a really substantial six, multiple six figure income or even beyond. But I feel like if if you're here to play a really, really, really big game, I feel like you know that. Even if you're not sure how or it hasn't manifested yet i feel like deep down you know yeah you do know somewhere it's in there it's in this somewhere I mean, you might have not have a clue how it's going to happen but you know deep down i bet that's a cool i was a educator for 15 years before this and i that when that light bulb goes off at that moment i bet that's a cool time for you Oh, it's totally cool. Just seeing people shift and break through and yeah. actually realize their potential it's massive So, Regan, give us a quote. What is one of your favorite quotes that you like to use or share with your customers? (laughs) <laughs> there's there's lots like, yeah, <laughs> right i'm a big quote person yeah, i love quotes too. do you know what my probably my like most used one and my favorite one it's got to be nike like just do it honestly like uh-huh. what are you waiting for sure. just go do it that's a brilliant uh, advertising slogan i mean that's perfect so good yeah give me a book besides be your brand unless that's the only <laughs> one that you ever read but give me another business book that you would suggest 
business book, again, there's lots. I would say The E-Myth. Uh-huh. I absolutely love that book. Yeah, that is a good book. If you could have dinner with any business owner, who would it be and why? And one of the, well, somebody had said when I asked this question, like, you know, you can do it if you really want to. You're only about five people away from just about anybody, they say. Mm. But, so, Regan, who, who, who would you like to have dinner with and talk with? I would have dinner with Richard Branson uh-huh. uh, just purely because I admire what he's achieved uh, through so many different industries on so many different levels. Um, yeah, I would love to sit down with him. That would be a good dinner. Yeah. Someday somebody's gonna pick well. <laughs> somebody's gonna pick me one of these days. They're going to I just know it. Like I'll like ten years from now, I'll be listening and somebody else will be hosting the show and they're like, Well, that guy that started the show, but so far it hasn't happened. People say it but, it. but they're joking. They're not for just real. do the mindset work around it. It'll happen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm gonna do that's my only goal for starting this podcast. <laughs> Regan, tell me some technology and our app or some software that you use that you just couldn't live without. Um, the biggest one would probably be Stripe because it collects mm-hmm. all of our payments. I mean, I mean, if it really got taken away, we'd find something else. But I really sure. like it. I really enjoy using it. Um, ClickFunnels, my team do a lot through ClickFunnels, yep. so that's really important. Um, yeah, they're probably the two core ones. Other than that, we actually run our team through Basecamp, which is pretty simple and basic, but yep. we, it works really well for yep. us. Man, I like Basecamp a lot. So mm. second to last question here, we are listening somebody's listening to this and they're like, Oh my gosh, I have to get in touch mm-hmm. with Regan. What is the easiest and best way to do that? What's the first step you want somebody to take? Absolutely. So easiest way is to head over to reganhilliard.com, which is obviously just my name, which is really easy. You can get a free copy of one of my books there as well. But then look, I'm really active on all social media mm-hmm across every platform so wherever you like to hang out chances are i'll be hanging out too and again it's all under regan hillier so just follow me on any of those platforms and make sure you reach out and say hi as well cool all right regan last question it's a big one so what do you think (laughs) what do you think and you probably know because you did mindset on it this morning but what do you hope (laughs) that regan hillier's legacy will be hmm well i feel like the legacy is in process of being created. I feel like every single day that we take a step forward, it's sure. a step closer to creating that legacy into reality. But look, for me, it's about the amount of people that have been impacted. And it's literally just knowing that I have impacted millions of people on a huge scale. And even if it's just to the point where it's like, oh, I knew Regan, you know, she really influenced me or she really inspired me or she really helped me to change how I think. Um, that is the the core thing and just knowing that that is going to continue on. That's awesome. Regan, thank you so much for joining us on the business machine today. I hope you enjoyed your time. I know we really did. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day um, with between massages and um, talking to us <laughs> here on the business it's machine. Tough. I know what a tough, tough, but I really appreciate you coming on today. This is awesome. Absolutely. No, it was a really, really great chat and you asked some absolutely brilliant questions. So thanks so much for having me. Thank you. That was Regan Hillier teaching people to do the unexpected and to be your brand and to be who you are and to make money doing it. Really enjoyed having her on today and really enjoyed having you guys here too. So don't forget to go to the show notes and reach out to Regan. She's just awesome. She really is active and she will answer your questions on social media. She's all over the place. So just an outstanding 
businesswoman, and we will be following her in the future. So thank you. And again, I'm Brian Town with The Business Machine. And a great leader makes everyone around them better than they are. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.